Welcome to Ira's Everything Bagel, where I talk with intriguing people about everything, their passions, pursuits, and points of view. Now, even though the show is called Ira's Everything Bagel, I don't bake my own bagels, but my guests could. They are passionate about baking. In fact, that's their brand, Gemma's Bigger Boulder Baking, and they have their own YouTube channel dedicated to baking. Gemma is a professionally trained chef and baker originally from Ireland, and Kevin, her husband, is CEO, co-creator, and executive producer of Bigger Boulder Baking. For everything about Gemma and Kevin, Go to Bigger Boulder Baking, say that three times real fast, BiggerBoulderBaking.com, and you can follow them on Instagram at Gemma underscore Stafford, that's her last name, and YouTube at Gemma Stafford. And Gemma and Kevin, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks How are for you having doing? us. Good morning. Well, I was going to ask what's cooking, but probably I should ask what's baking, since for the last <laughs> 10 years you've been doing that. So how did this all start for the two of you, and what is it about you two and baking? And is that Irish accent real? Gemma, tell us. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's all real. So I, um, I, you know, I grew up uh, with a, a fantastic mom who was such a great cook in Ireland. And I um, really, between her and my dad, I found uh, my passion for food just grew and grew and grew from a very young age. And uh, all I did in my spare time was I baked, I read magazines, my mom's like cooking magazines, went through all of her books. Um, I was I was obsessed from a very young age. And my mom told me that like when I was I grew up, I could go to college to be a chef, which I just thought was the best thing ever. So, you know, I never veered off the path from like from a very young age, around six or so, when I did begin baking in the kitchen with my mom. I went all the way to um, college to study professional cookery in college in Dublin, in Ireland. Um, doing that in Ireland, I, I trained to be a professional chef, so doing savory as well as sweet. Um, but sweet really was where my passion lied. So, um, you know, in college, I focused on that. Like I wanted to make sure that like I really honed my skills there and then Afterwards, when I went into professional kitchens in Ireland and then later, you know, in Italy and in Australia and then the, um, in America, I went into the pastry side of the kitchen because that's really where uh, my passion lies. So I really like I've always loved everything sweet. I was like obsessed. I was obsessed hmm. at a very young age. And that's and that obsession led to uh, to my career and, and, and to where I am today, I'm still obsessed. <laughs> yes, except you took time out from your obsession to meet Kevin and yeah, be with right. him. <laughs> so clearly there was an exception to the, the rule of obsession. Yeah. Kevin, I, Kevin also loved, um, loves food and loves like nice wine and good drinks and, and leisurely dinners out. And uh, so that definitely, uh, <laughs> that's definitely a bonus when it comes to me. <laughs> but Ira, on our first dates, she would actually bring something with her. <laughs> and so it's almost like we were just, she would bring me, you know, bread and cookies. <laughs> At a certain point, I just had to be like, this is amazing. I love it. But it's it's like, this is a lot. This yes, is a lot. We yes. need to share with other people. <laughs> I could see that. Now that's proof that it's an obsession if she brings all that to the first date. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Well, and it's back back to, you know, Gemma's talking about obsessions, talking about passions. I mean, it, it was the same thing for me as I, I was a huge fan of media and entertainment my entire life. I mean, I grew up as a kid going to the movies, watching television, playing video games, reading comic books. And um, 
you know, the old joke goes that, you know, usually you're wasting your time, but I, you know, I made it my career mm-hmm. and that's the, the sort of, um, you know, amazing adventures I've had. I used to run the Star Wars and the Indiana Jones brands at Lucasfilm and have worked across TV and movies and ultimately into video games and, you know, that whole space uh, with, you know, brands like The Sims and uh, Words with Friends and, you know, really that that obsession around entertainment is just this idea that, you know, I believe that entertainment's inspiring. It's something that uh, allows us to connect with one another, but also can, you know, really get you uh, launching off a different path. Like my, my uh, mindset was, you know, I never knew if I wanted to be an archaeologist or an astronaut or, you know, or, or something in the world, but I knew I could do that with cinema, with other parts of entertainment. And, you know, those are the sort of passions that I pursued. Well, also, too, the fact that you were in charge of the Star Wars stuff, that alone gives you credentials in this world of entertainment. So you don't have to do anything else, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite, quite an adventure, but like it really, I mean, you know, I really, like you said, you know, we met, like we met, we married, and, and then like our real, you know, passions then combined at, at that point. They, they married at that point, which is th- this idea that, you know, Gemma was so into baking, but it was also this idea of combining that with also education, you know, with helping people learn how to bake because, well, you, you tell them about, you know, what your philosophy on, on baking. And, and also, too, the two of you have been doing this for 10 years. Right. Yeah. So I, I think when, um, you know, I, I spent, by the time we started Bigger Boulder Baking, I'd been working in professional kitchens for over 10 years as a pastry chef and I accumulated a lot of information Now it wasn't always stuff I did right often it was stuff I'd done wrong but I had all of this wealth of knowledge and working in different countries and working in different calibers of kitchens from a bakery in the mountains of Tahoe to a Michelin star restaurant in San Francisco like I'd kind of been everywhere and I'd learned a lot and when I met Kevin, it was like Kevin talked about, like, why don't we try and produce something together? Because, you know, um, you're very passionate, uh, you know, about baking and, you know, um, it would be really great to share that. And so it was kind of about like sharing this wealth of knowledge with people that I had, the good and the bad and, and the ugly, you know. And um, that's where, you know, 10 years ago now, YouTube was a very different landscape back then. And there were like none. There was no professional chefs on there. There was a lot of people uh, baking. There were, there were some people who were baking and, and making, um, you know, um, using, you know, different like box cake mixes and store-bought cookie doughs and and all sorts of stuff. There was no legit bakers on there. And um, I was one of the first. And that was really where we put our stake in the ground and said, this is, this is who, um, this is who we are and this is what we do. Well, and also rewinding a little bit is, you know, instead of trying to say, go pitch a show to the food network or, you know, try to, to go get an agent or, you know, do anything along those lines. And, And that was a world that, you know, I was in for years. We decided to go do it ourselves. Like we actually quit our very well paying, uh, jobs up in the San Francisco area. Gemma shut down her catering business because we really believed in this idea that, again, you know, Food Network are, are great. We, you know, we've we, Gemma's been on shows before; they're great partners. 
But even to this day, they actually make more game shows than they do make cooking shows or baking shows. And so Gemma had this just like relentless desire to really help people bake. And we said, listen, today with technology, platforms like YouTube, uh, what I was seeing in the mobile uh, business, I was in the mobile gaming space. If we can create great content, we can connect with audiences around the world. And instead of waiting for the green light, we're going to give ourselves our own green light and we're going to go do it ourselves. And so we moved from San Francisco to Los Angeles. We learned how to host a show, how to how to shoot and edit. That, that wasn't my background. I was a marketing and brand guy, but we taught ourselves everything. And over this last 10 years, I think in really reflecting, that's been one of the biggest things is if we would have gone about it any other route, we would not have gotten very far and we wouldn't have learned all of the things and all of the aspects about every part of the media business that would then allow us to hire the right people to scale the rest of the business. And that is really where, you know, it brings us today. Yeah, it sounds like you did it your way. And as a result, you've gotten along a lot further than you would have had you approached one of the food networks or cooking channels or even a commercial network about doing a show. You created your own empire in a way. In that empire, I should point out, are a couple of books. Your first one was called Bigger, Bolder, Baking, A Fearless Approach to Baking Anytime, Anywhere. And your second book is Bigger, Bolder, Baking Every Day. So the fact that you, in that 10 years, besides doing what you did, you also had were able to turn out two books. That's pretty impressive. Thank you. Yeah. You know, we've done a lot over the, year, the years. And there's a point, like, I, like I've created... Um, like I've hosted over like 800 videos, 800 episodes. And, um, you know, there's a point where everybody kind of starts to say to you, you know, a few years in, like, where's, where's, where's the book? And you kind of, you know, you have, you know, my, my videos have been viewed over half a billion times, but that hmm. you do you know it's kind of like the modern way now people consume content. Cookbooks are still hmm. one of the main books that are sold, um, around the world. So it, it was a personal passion and, you know, something that like, you know, we thought like this is, it's something a little bit more traditional and something that you want as a bit of a calling card to, uh, to create. So um, I created two in the last few years and, um, you know, it's a, a book is, it's, it's a labor of love. It's, there's so much work goes into them but like to sit back now and, and like flip through the two different books and they're very different. The first one is about my journey kind of from Ireland to the United States in the beginning of Bigger Boulder Baking. And then Bigger Boulder Baking Every Day is kind of where I am now, you know, as, as a 40 year old woman after um, training to be a chef 20 years ago. And, and you know, every, everything you know, where I, what my stance is now and my style and, you know, my kind of my POV as a chef. Yeah. And I think, I don't think we would have been able to do any of that without the real connection that we had with our audience. And I think that's something we think about every day is home bakers are underrepresented. We think we have answered more than a million comments from home bakers across every platform. That's uh, an agreement that Gemma and I had early on is if anybody comments on YouTube or sends us an email or sends us, you know, uh, posts a question on our website, 
we feel an obligation to help them. We now actually have a team around the world to help them. We call our baking concierge team. And we feel like that gives us such an amazing connection with the audience to get the questions that they have, the problems that they're having. And Gemma's developed a bit of a superpower over time, too, to even <laughs> anticipate what questions people might have. And she'll cover that in her book or in videos. And, you know, it's even led us to beyond the day to day of, you know, connecting and having comments. Um, we have one of the largest uh, annual home baker uh, surveys as far as understanding who homebakers are, what they think, what they're doing. This last year, we did a study around the effects of inflation baking and the idea of our high prices affecting people when we saw egg prices, you know, 400% over or back in even in the pandemic. Obviously, that was a, a pivotal moment, you know, a terrible moment around the world. Gemma and I had just had a son, you know, he's a month old when lockdown hit in March. But what we knew is we actually heard from the fans when flour was out of stock, when yeast was unavailable, way before the media did. And so that actually allowed us to shift gears and create content for them. And that's a little bit of even how Gemma's thought about the book is like thinking about making baking accessible, helping people out. And it's really been that that relentless focus on that home baking audience that, that's also helped us along the way. You have an army of home bakers with you. And I was sure. thinking you could have instead of FAQ would be FAP would be frequently asked pastries, there which is part of your website. It's my attempt at humor. I occasionally throw it into a show just to test the waters. I might use that, Myra. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, when do you eat pastries? Yeah, exactly. When do you guys find the time to sleep with all that you do, and now with a kid too? Yeah. I know, I know you have a team, but even so, you're always on top of everything. So. Do you get a chance to just rest and relax and get some sleep? We do. We've gotten really good at it. There was a few years where it was it was very difficult. Um, between all the production, it was just Kevin and I. Our team was smaller, if if not non-existent, and we did everything. And it and this was before George, where we you know we did have the luxury of time. And um, it was it was it was very hard. It was it was not without uh, its pain points. You know, it, we struggled to balance and to um, to like not drive ourselves crazy. Since George, I think you know you don't you have no choice but to you have to have balance because you know he has to have a normal household where like there's days where you're not filming mm -hmm. and there's nobody in his house and he gets to sit in the sitting room. And play with his toys. And there's art because because there are days where he actually like has to stay out with his nanny because we're filming in the kitchen and he and it's too difficult to have him in the house because he wants yeah. to be in the middle of everything. Sure, he's a um, natural kid, yeah. And and he loves the attention. So um <laughs> we, we've gotten much better at balance and having time. We used to work for years, we worked um after dinner, we would work in the nighttime. And we've kind of just stopped doing it. We cool. we just don't do it anymore. And we don't work on weekends either. We've kind of become um Normal. A, lot, a lot better with our time and time. I speak for myself, time management, right. where it's just like I have four hours to get a day's worth of work done. So I have to prioritize the hell out of my list because George is going to be back at the house at two o'clock. 
you also, know, so you really just become really good at it's, it. It's also saying no to a lot of things. And I think when Gemma said, like, when we were most out of whack was when we did everything. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just that we did everything and, and didn't even have a team. Yeah, exactly. It was that we, you know, there was a time when we did everything and had a book coming out. We we had direct-to-consumer products. We have, um, you know, people talk about content creation as a treadmill, which is to say, once you get on, you really can't stop. It's been almost 10 years. Every mm-hmm. single week, we've released at least one new video and up to, say, five new recipes every single week. And then you step back into kind of the what goes into all of that. So even if you think about, you know, actors who create a TV show these days that are eight to 10 episodes, and it's intense, and it's for six weeks and two months, whatever it may be. But like Gemma has not stopped in 10 years creating new shows, new shows, new shows. And, and and also keeping, you know, the excitement and everything up as well. And there has, like, just so uh, we're not painting such a rosy picture, like, I, I would say <laughs> there is burnout that they talk about, especially creators on YouTube, because of the treadmill. And, um, like, I definitely experienced that, I'd say, around two years ago, where I just kind of wanted to put my hands up and said, I don't think I can do this anymore. It's been non-stop. Um, but I don't know, we just, I, I just... You know, we kind of we 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 became smarter about how we filmed, when we filmed. Um, you know, we we uh, our shooter editor shows up just as George is going to school, and they wrap by the time he's coming home at the end of the day. We do a few days in a row, so we don't have to do it week. You know, one day a week, one day a week, and uh, for a few weeks. And um, but I think what what it also helped us do is really think about enacting like what our real vision here was all about, which is, you know, it was partly growing, you know, Gemma, Gemma's profile, bigger, bolder baking as a brand and a show and building that foundation. But Gemma is only one baker and one voice. And while, you know, she does so much out there and has, you know, so many different baking stories to tell, it allowed us to really finally decide to launch our baking network, which is the idea that there is a food network, but there has never been a baking network. And that Gemma's voice and her baking expertise is is incredibly broad, but there are so many different people out there with backgrounds in, you know, different types of baking around dietary preferences, around cultural backgrounds, around, you know, uh, elements of, of story and and not just in the US, but around the world. And so one of the things we realized too, is that we could either continue to race on that treadmill, or we could line up <laughs> a whole lot of other creators who also don't want to go that traditional route mm-hmm. and try to, you know, get on a Food Network show, sell it in, you know, build something over 10 years, you know, whatever it may be, is why don't we go create a network today? And and, and that's what we're we're working on. Excellent. Yeah. Is there a date for the launch of that network? We don't. We don't have a date at this point. But, you but know, it's a great we, idea. I like it. Yeah, the baking okay. network, yeah. in, in essence. I have to tell you, you probably don't get this feedback, but I'm looking at the two of you. Kevin looks like he's driven. Gemma is <laughs> subtly hiding the fact that she's driven. She just has that, <laughs> that non-driven look about her, but we know it's phony. 
Whereas Kevin looks like he's a driven kind of guy, especially with his background. I just wanted to throw that out there for your consideration. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin will tell you, I don't get easily excited. (laughs) The the Irish are hard to impress. (laughs) (laughs) On our sleeves, like the way uh, (laughs) Kevin does. (laughs) Absolutely. So your view of the future of media really is to create this baking network alongside your current it YouTube is, show it is, as well. Absolutely. And we, we think it all connects, which is yeah. uh, our website is our largest platform, biggerbolderbaking.com, you know, uh, serves millions of, of bakers, again, around the world. Our belief on the future of media is that where businesses went online and created websites and then eventually went mobile, you know, there's talk about artificial intelligence and and there's talk about AR and VR and all these things. We actually think one of the most exciting new platforms is called television. And the thing about television <laughs> is that like, it is now on your Samsung TVs. It's now on your phone. It's anywhere you want to be. It's on your watch, so, too. They're everywhere. Yeah. And it, you know, free ad-supported television, you know, there are ways to be able to build a network and build a, a passionate niche like it's a pretty massive niche baking. You know, there's several hundred million, you know, last count, 200 million bakers in, in the U S and many more around the world. But like, why can't there be one place for everything baking? So Gemma and Kevin's everything baking plus Ira's everything bagel. <laughs> exactly. Up. Right. So, you know, so like that, that's the, that's the thing that we're driven towards is the technology is there and it all makes sense. I'm uh, waiting, of course, for that episode where you're actually baking Ira's Everything Bagels. I'll definitely promote that when Love that them. comes out. So if you do that, what what is it? A, what? Go ahead, Gemma. Sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say, I do love an Everything Bagel. I, I tell the story. This is, I'll, t- I'll tell it quickly. But when we were uh, growing up in Ireland, we would go on vacation to uh, to the US and we used to stop off in New York and my dad used to go to, and this was in the early nineties where there would not be a peep of a bagel in Ireland. And we used to go to the, a guy had a, sta- a, a cart in Grand Cent- Central Station and buy all his bagels and put them in a suitcase and bring them home. <laughs> yeah. You don't declare those. And then a few years right. later, they started a business in Ireland, this, uh, this famous chef, and it was called uh, It's a Bagel. Because <laughs> like, what is it? And they're like, it's a bagel. So they called the company, it's a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only hole in your story is in the bagel. So I, I accept it. Oh, nice. nice. I'm sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't help well that. Done. Now, well what done. for you is the, because I always consider the difference between baking and cooking is that cooking is a little bit more creative in that it doesn't matter whether you put a teaspoon of this or a tablespoon, but in baking, my understanding is measurements are very exact. Is that still the case or was never the case? Or am I making this up or what am oh, I doing totally here? it's the case. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I say this to a lot of our fans, which is just, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a math equation. It's two plus, if you, if you follow the recipe, two plus two will equal four. Like if you follow this recipe, you will equals the brownie that you were supposed to get. So when you start like messing with the equation and don't follow the measurements and whatever, you know, two plus two is going to equal like 17 because it's just not going to work out. <laughs> but Gemma, you know, Gemma says baking is a science, but it isn't rocket science. That's the, <laughs> the explanation. So where, yeah. does the, where does the pleasure come in for baking? I'm just curious, and if, for most of your fans and for you, 
Where is the pleasure in baking if you know it's an exact science, meaning a teaspoon here, a tablespoon there, but not a tablespoon there and a teaspoon here? I, I, well, I think it was. I know this. Like, I'm a rule follower. So, like, I'm okay with, like, see, like, I'm the type of person who would, like, really enjoys baking and I'll follow the recipe exactly and I'll get the results that I was told I was going to get. And which is what I hope people get from my recipes. Some people don't. And I hear this a lot when people ask me what I do. Some people are like, I don't bake. I don't have the head for baking. I don't want to follow the rules. I don't want to do the steps. I just want to throw stuff in there. It's like, that's but they're like, but I, I love desserts. It's like, that's grand. Then don't do baking. Don't try and make a loaf of bread because it's going to go horribly wrong. <laughs> go buy but, yourself a lovely loaf of bread and stick right. to making like the best bolognese sauce that you, you know, that you're yeah. trying to perfect or whatever. Some but, people just don't have the head but for it. This is what we've learned being on the ground with bakers. Also going back to the research. I mean, we, we think about this often is the idea that people love cooking. They're passionate about cooking. People have to generally cook or go out in order to feed themselves or feed their family. It's 365 days a year of that. We believe baking is a joy. It's something that does not have to be done. It typically is done to share. And so if you think about it, people are going through that process, not just for themselves, but to share with other people and that they're making a choice to do it versus having to cook to, say, feed themselves. And so that's one thing that we very much know. Uh, the other is, though, we have so many recipes that we call gateways to baking. The idea that you don't have to start with bread. You could you can make a chocolate cake in the microwave, which is a video series that Gemma has 100 million views of. Amazing. And then we call it Gateway to Baking. Or the air fryer. There we go. We all we love, love our air fryer in our house. It's the <laughs> best piece of equipment. I know. Unfortunately, I'm stuck with it or addicted to it as well. Does the creativity come in from the new recipes that you put together for your fans? Is that where your creativity comes in? Because once you establish what those measurements are, as you say, you're a rule follower. So you're creating your own thing, but then you follow those rules and then your fans will follow that recipe to the T so they get the same result. Is that the way that works? Yeah. 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 We, we, we have a process. So, um, back in the day, it was just myself and, um, like creating all of the recipes and coming up with them and, um, and testing them. And now today I have, um, one, I have a culinary assistant and we recipe test all the recipes. And, you know, I have the luxury now of like going extra levels if we're really not happy with something and um, like making sure it's absolutely perfect. Also, um, I love to work with my culinary assistant because she's a very not different style, but she has a different palette to that I do. She would use like she kind of goes toward towards the more obscure recipes obscure desserts unique ingredients and uh, different flavors uh, her parents are indian so she definitely brings a different perspective to what we do in bigger bolder baking and so it really gives us a lovely wide variety of like diverse recipes like culturally uh like different flavors ingredients um, and it really makes for a lovely kind of tapestry of recipes from all around the world. And it's funny because, you know, I have focused lately, I've focused a lot on traditional Irish recipes because they seem to be proving to be doing very well for us. Not in the US, not just from like, you know, from Ireland. 
And, but then we have, uh, like, for instance, Christmas is coming up and we have a lot of, you know, famous holiday cookies from all around the world that they just, they like outperform, you know, our, our crinkle cookies and our sugar cookies and all that. So we really try and be inclusive with bigger, bolder baking and educate ourselves. And, um, you know, I'm not an expert in making challah, but like I, I, <laughs> I, I'll try and make, you're probably a much better challah maker than I am, Ira. I'm a challah but, eater, I would call myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we do, we, um, um, Actually, my culinary assistant, she's married to a Jewish man. So I kind of said to her, you you do, because she does Hanukkah every year. So I was like, maybe you take over the challah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tricky little thing, the way how you twist it and make it work, I know. <laughs> hey, before I let you guys go, what's your, what's your projection for the next, say, five years? I know you're going to launch this new network. Anything else in the works before I let you go? Yeah, I think um, the network's a big thing, really ramping other creators up along with us, you know, getting that going, which we think also has a lot of exciting things around products and other things. More long form uh, video. To grow, exactly. And more, more traveling. Shows. More, more, more bakers, more traveling, yeah. more uh, worldwide baking, I would say. Yeah. And a sister for George. And a sister for George. <laughs> I could do with a girl. I don't think I could do more boy energy. <laughs> well, that's a great way to leave it. My guests have been Gemma Stafford and Kevin Kurtz. They're from Bigger, Bolder Baking. And for everything about Gemma and Kevin, go to BiggerBolderBaking.com and follow them on Instagram at Gemma underscore Stafford and on YouTube at Gemma Stafford. And Gemma and Kevin, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, I, I appreciate Thank it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, and join us every Thursday for a new schmear on Ira's Everything Bagel.